are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back in to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by Fantasy Live. Have any fantasy football questions you need answered before your draft? Don't miss Locked On Fantasy Live on Wednesday, August 18th at 9 p.m. Eastern, which is tonight, streaming on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Subscribe now so you don't miss it. Our stable of fantasy experts will answer your questions live, or you can submit them ahead of time to at Locked On Network on Twitter. There's a good amount of stuff to talk about on this Wednesday edition of the show. We ended the Tuesday show with a little talk on the non-conference slate for Louisville football. I want to change gears and focus solely on the ACC schedule for the cards in this episode. Um, we'll break it up into three segments. We will talk about the games that I believe Louisville will win, the games that Louisville will probably lose, and then the 50-50 games at the very end that could dictate the overall success of the season. Before we get into the nitty-gritty, be sure to follow me on Twitter at dpence underscore. As I mentioned, my name is Dalton Pence. I'm a credentialed media member for Cardinal Sports Zone, where I serve as a recruiting analyst and a feature writer. I'm formerly a part of Fansided's Big Red Louie and the state of Louisville, and I also do some backup PA announcing work for various University of Louisville sports such as baseball, soccer, lacrosse, field hockey, etc. And as always, you can follow the podcast Twitter page at LO underscore Louisville. Let's dive right on into it. Before we get into where I think the wins and losses are going to come from, here is the ACC slate for the Cardinals. Four road games, four home games. On the road, will begin at Florida State on September 25th. They'll then travel to Winston-Salem for a matchup with Wake Forest, followed by Virginia, and then the bye week. After that, it's Boston College at NC State, Clemson at home, Syracuse at home, and Duke on the road on a Thursday night, November 18th. So in terms of where the wins come from, I think that there's three of them that are going to be for sure wins for the Cards this season. And they're going to be Wake Forest, Syracuse, and Duke, which really shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. Uh, the Cards beat Wake Forest last year 45-21 to in the season finale. Their offense does return all 11 starters, including Sam Hart at quarterback who is starting to get into a rhythm so the Demon Deacon offense looks to progress from a lackluster year last year um, defensively is where their woes will come from they do lose top pass rusher Carlos Boogie Basham and their leading tackler in the linebacking core Jaquez Williams that's where I think um, this is going to be a win for the cards not only do I think that although they do return a lot of depth a lot of experience I think that the talent levels still differ there's levels to it, and I think Louisville's a couple you know, levels above Wake Forest. It is, however, on the road, which can make things a little difficult because you never truly know how things are going to go on the road in the ACC. However, I think the Cards are going to win this game comfortably. It could get to the point where a shootout possibility, but if you take away the big-time yardage plays, I think that this is going to be somewhat of an easier win for the Cards. Another win that I don't think is going to get any easier in the ACC is against Syracuse. The Cards defeated them last season 30-0. The offense struggled all of last year. They do have a quarterback battle going into the season, which um, could increase inconsistency throughout the season. Um, Tommy DeVito has been banged up, who started last year. They also brought in Mississippi State transfer Garrett Schrader, who is considering Louisville for a while. So in Adino Babers' offense, the air raid passing game has been a staple of that system. 
Garrett Schrader, in my opinion, really doesn't kind of fit that mold. He's more of a run-between-the-edges, dual-threat type of guy. Uh, Tommy DeVito does fit that mold. However, you have to question whether or not he's the guy for the future. Regardless, I think the Orange are still going to struggle a little bit at the quarterback position. Offensively is the reason why I think that Louisville wins this game pretty easily. Defensively, they do, however, bring back 11 of their top 12 tacklers from a season ago. They lose a lot of the secondary, and correct me if I'm wrong, Ifiatu Melanfonwu, uh, Trill Williams, and Andre Sisko. Um, they are no longer with the program uh, pursuing NFL possibilities. So I, I think that the Louisville offense is going to have its way, kind of like it did the first time around against Syracuse in 2020. And defensively, I think the cards, I'm not sure if they're going to shut them out again, but I wouldn't count out a blowout in this matchup. The last game that I think is a true win for the Cards in the ACC slate is Duke. Uh, there were only two ACC teams in the country last year that had a worse turnover margin than the Cards, and that was Georgia Tech and the Duke Blue Devils. Um, Louisville was plus, or I'm sorry, minus 24 in that realm. Duke and Georgia Tech blow the cards. And I have to be honest, when I look at the Duke previews, the previews for the Blue Devils this season, it seems like it's going to be more of the same lackluster offense that is tainted by poor offensive line play. Um, the linebacking core is promising for the Duke Blue Devils, but they lost a lot of their defensive line, so pass rush is going to be an issue. They lost uh, Chris Rumpf to the Los Angeles Chargers in the draft. Um, it's going to be tough to see Duke being able to take down the cards, even though it is going to be a Thursday night game on the road. Um, yeah, in, in general, I think the offense for the cards is going to be too much for the opposition to handle, especially in this case. And I think with the growing pass rush that the cards are starting to in implement to their system and the depth that they have, I think that you know it's going to be a lot of pressure on the Duke backfield especially with the offensive line being as bland as it is so in terms of all three games I think that sure there's chances for Louisville to lose these three games respectively I mean I guess if you're going to play the technical game there's chances for Louisville to lose any game just like any other team across the country but I think that all three of these teams lack the explosion on offense to truly cause a lot of fits for this Louisville team that is looking to put up a good amount of points and defensively none of the three possess a dominant defense in fact uh, most of them are starting to Try to put pieces together to you know get a you know formidable defense for the future. But at this point in time, I think the cards are looking pretty good in terms of you know three ACC wins for sure. So if you factor in what I said yesterday of you know the prediction of going two and two in non-conference play, that'll slate you at five wins, one shy of bowl eligibility, and there are five games left in that realm. So. Yes, I do think that Wake Forest is going to be probably the best of these three because I think Syracuse and Duke honestly might be the worst teams in their respective divisions. However, um, if there was one of these teams that you could put into the 50-50 category, it probably would be Wake Forest just considering the fact, like I mentioned, they literally bring back all 11 starters from a year ago. They started to kind of put it together as the year went on. I know they had kind of a quarterback carousel, a revolving door at the position. Sam Hartman really was able to step into the fold and start to produce uh, in the latter half of 2020, although kind of took a little bit of a step back against the cards. 
Like I mentioned, though, it's an offense that really thrives on the big play potentials, the home run plays, and um, if Louisville's able to limit those, I think it should be an easy win for the Cards, and not to mention their pass rush is going to have to try to replace Boogie Basham, and um, you're placing a big-time leader in Jaquez Williams, so defensively there's not too much to worry for for the Cards. You know, bringing back experience and depth doesn't necessarily mean that the team is going to make a big jump forward. However, I do think that Wake Forest does improve marginally from their awful 2020 campaign. So, like I mentioned, there's three games that I believe the Cards will win for sure. Flipping the script, however, there are two games in particular that I believe the Cards will lose. Before we identify and explain what those two games are, I want to talk to you about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. If you're a baseball fan, the season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and UFC MMA action as well. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Be sure not to sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as your teams prep for their run to the playoffs. Head to the website or your, use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use the promo code Locked On as well. Bet Online is your online sportsbook experts. So like I mentioned, there are two games in particular that I think the Cards are going to lose. It truly shouldn't come as a surprise per se to Louisville fans because of... Um, these two teams in particular, um, the first one being against Clemson, that game is going to be a tough one as it always is. I know you know some people are, are going to say obviously they lose Trevor Lawrence, they lose Travis Etienne. So being able to replace a generational talent at quarterback like Trevor Lawrence and one of the best running backs in the ACC in the past 10 years in Travis Etienne, it, it's going to be difficult for the Tigers you know, in terms of trying to get back to that national stage and win a national title. But I think for this sake, I don't think that Louisville's on that level yet, considering the fact that Clemson still returns a good offensive line that is able to dominate in the trenches, and defensively they're going to be better than they were uh, last season. They brought in a very, very nice 2020 recruiting class led by Brian Bercy, Miles Murphy, etc. So they're going to be able to get after the quarterback. They're bringing back Xavier Thomas on that defensive line too, and there's a lot of playmakers in that secondary and the linebacking core. However, um, yeah, I want to focus on that offense because it, it, it does need some attention with Lawrence gone, with no ETN. However, the um, Tigers do bring back DJ Uajalele. Um, he is one of the primed breakout stars for this upcoming season. Showed a lot of poise in his limited action last year when Trevor Lawrence was not able to play. Um, lost the game against Notre Dame in a shootout, but showed a lot of poise there in his um, in a first career start against Boston College as well. So the talent is there, has a good offensive line. They usually are able to pick and plug running backs. It's a next man up mentality. There's a lot of talent in that running back room. But they also, in the most notable um, returnee that we need to focus on is Justin Ross, who likely was a first-round pick if he didn't have that, uh, I believe it was a, a back injury that sidelined him for last year and actually put his career in jeopardy. So, um, you know, definitely glad to see him back for his sake, but uh, not for Louisville's sake because I'm um, as good as the cornerbacks are. Justin Ross is going to be one of the best wide receivers in college football this upcoming season. 
So I don't think it's really a surprise to anyone that the Tigers are going to probably be a, um, a lock for a loss for the Cards. I don't think it's going to be close. I think we're probably going to see a possible 45-14 to 14 type of game. And that shouldn't really be something that's discouraging. It's just kind of the stern reality for um, the, the ACC landscape. Clemson is head and shoulders above every other team in the conference. So you really can't take it personal. You can only just try to continue to shorten the gap and try to make it competitive like it was you know, 2014, 15, 16. Uh, the other game that I think the Cards are going to lose is against NC State, who is projected second in the division, in the Louisville division. The offensive line returns a lot of experience and depth, as does the wide receiving core. Um, the quarterback situation is a little bit up in the air. It looks like it's Devin Leary's job to lose. Uh, the defense, however, could be where the cards could turn this into a 50-50 game just because the defense gave up 415 yards per game. However, they do return nine starters, so the continuity does pose the possibility of improvement. I just think that this game is going to be very tough for the cards just because, number one, it's on the road. It's very tough to play in Raleigh against the Wolfpack. We found that out in Lamar's junior season. I think that looking forward, I guess you can consider this a 50-50 game just because it's not you know, set in stone as a loss like Clemson is. I just think personally this is a game that um, it serves as a trap game, kind of like the Miami game in 2019 down in uh, Coral Gables to where the cards really struggled and Miami kind of opened up the floodgates a little bit literally and figuratively because it was pouring that game. I mean, it was straight monsooning. But I think we could see that sort of result against NC State just because it is a very well-coached team and by Dave Doran. Um, the offensive line is one of the better units in the ACC. They're going to be returning. The wide receiving core is going to be returning, so that's going to help Devin Leary. And the defense, I think, is going to see a little bit of a step forward. So personally, I'm predicting a loss to NC State, but I wouldn't get my feelings hurt or, or just flat-out disagree with you if you said it was a 50-50 game. Just because, you know, it, like I said, it's not a set-in-stone loss like Clemson is. And if you asked uh, certain some Wobble fans what their predict, prediction of the game would be, I guarantee there would be some that would predict Louisville to win the game. So it's really just all based upon perspective. I just think that there's too much to worry about on offense for NC State. And defensively, they're getting better to where I think it's going to be very close. But I think NC State's going to win from anywhere from about 3 to 10 points. They're just extremely solid, um, mature squad that doesn't really get too high, doesn't really get too low. They are just extremely well coached. They're well rounded. They're deep at a lot of the key positions. And that could spell some trouble for Louisville, especially on the road, if, um, if they aren't able to come out right away and start firing on all cylinders. So... It really will just kind of depend on which version of the Louisville team we'll see next season during that game, which will be kind of later in the season. So I guess there is the possibility of Louisville being able to improve as well. Uh, but like I mentioned, I do think Clemson is a for sure loss. Right now I'm just predicting NC State to be a loss. It's not set in stone. And if you kind of if you look at it as a whole, just having two predicted losses and the rest of them being either wins or 50-50 games does bode well for the Cardinals' chances of making a bowl game this season, which should be the expectation. Um, I do really like the team this year. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. I don't think that they're a 9-10 to win team, but I do think 6-8 to is very reasonable. 
And um, if you factor in the three games that I predict they win, the two games I predict they lose, and then the two and two split, you're currently looking at a five and four record with three games left in the season. Um, but you know, just kind of wrapping up the losses, I wouldn't necessarily get too down in the dumps over these, especially not the Clemson loss. It is what it is. Let's just call a spade a spade here. Clemson is going to be, you know, competing for another national title yet again. So um, you you just kind of have to um, take the punches and move on, learn from the game, give it your all, and hopefully you can try to pull off an upset. The NC State game is winnable, however. I, like I mentioned, I keep saying I do think it's a loss, but it's not something that I think is out of question Is if Louisville is able to exceed expectations and put a performance up like they did against, let's say, Wake Forest in 2019, where they came out firing and really um, were able to hit the Demon Deacons hard in Winston-Salem until the very end, which had a questionable ending. Uh, I do think that that game could be uh, a parallel to this NC State game in 2021, but it'll be interesting to see what Cardinal team is going to show up. Before we get into the 50-50 games and why I think that they are pivotal for the overall success of the Louisville football team next year, I want to discuss a little bit about something else that's pivotal, and that is getting your Built Bar today, because Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar possibly ever. If you've listened to any of the shows in the past, you know that I am very passionate about Built Bar. They have nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor. Um, I am a passionate fan for my favorite flavors, such as salted caramel, uh, new cookies and cream, peanut butter brownies, great. They also have coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, so on and so forth. If you are kind of on the fence and you want to try all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine. Uh, But not only are the Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, uh, only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar. Others have 18 grams of protein and just 180 calories, just 5 grams of sugar and 5 grams net carbs. Nine amazing flavors. They're all tasty. They're all healthy. You can order today and get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. Uh, be sure to go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off of your first order. That is using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So the last segment of the day I think is going to be the most important one, and that is identifying and discussing the 50-50 games that could dictate how successful this Louisville football season goes. There are three of the -the up-in-the-air games that I want to talk about, and that is Virginia, Boston College, and Florida State. Um, Florida State's a little bit controversial uh, between the fan base because some people think it's a a likely win game. I'll talk why it's not here in just a minute, but I want to first dive into Virginia. Virginia defeated the Cards last year 31-17. to Brennan Armstrong um, was the quarterback of the Cavaliers last year, and he is one of the sneakier good quarterbacks in the ACC, threw for over 2,000 yards and, eight, and recorded about 18 touchdowns. All five offensive line starters are back. There's experience at the skill positions at running back and wide receiver. So I think that um, as last year, as the cards showed some issues keeping that Virginia offense off the field, um, 
you know, they're returning some of that same potency. So it's going to be difficult for the cards to be able to step up and stop the Cavaliers. But I do think the Louisville defense has gotten better defensively for Virginia. They allowed 443 yards and 30 points per game last season, which was a nightmare for the team, especially with opposing passing. Um, and if Malik Cunningham is able to progress like we think he can and the wide receiving core is coming along like we think they are, I think that this is going to be kind of a, um, you know, which team is going to be able to utilize their strengths more and which offense is going to be able to execute at a higher level and be more productive. I think that's what it comes down to because the defenses are still trying to improve. If you made me pick, I think the Louisville defense is obviously better than the Virginia defense right now, but uh, the Louisville offense has to prove themselves to get that uh, title over the Virginia offense. So it really just kind of depends on the battle of field position. Is Louisville going to be able to take care of the ball? Are they going to be able to cause turnovers? I feel like that's going to be a uh, recurring storyline throughout the season with any team is the turnover battle but I think field position is especially critical in this game because you do have a solid offense like Virginia with a quarterback in Brendan Armstrong who has shown uh, flashes of being really really good and that um, you know that whole offensive scheme is something that Louisville has had trouble with since joining the ACC but this game is a true 50-50 toss-up in my opinion number one because it's at Cardinal Stadium Louisville has historically struggled in Charlottesville at Virginia since joining the ACC in 2014 not to mention the defense has improved the offense looks to have a solid season however Virginia does bring back a lot of guys on offense the defense is looking to try to improve as well. So I think it's a true toss-up. The second toss-up game is against Boston College. Um, that was a very interesting matchup last year. I honestly felt like the Cards should have won that game, but turnovers really proved to be detrimental to the Cardinals' effort. Um, they lost 34-27. to The Eagles' new quarterback, Phil Yerkovec, I think that's how you pronounce it. I apologize if I'm butchering it. Uh, but they also return one of the better receivers in the conference in Zay Flowers. That's going to be a very solid connection and duo in the passing game. They are returning a, a great offensive line. There's guys that are ranked at the top of the conference at center and offensive guard. They return eight starters on defense that should take the next step forward. Didn't light the world on fire on defense last season, but Boston College looks to improve. Um and is and is going to be able to try some different things with the with the defensive coordinator that is returning a lot of depth. So, um, you know, like I mentioned, the turnovers really damned the Cardinals last year against Boston College, and it was it was one of the more frustrating games of last season because I felt like on third down the Cards gave up a lot of big plays on defense, especially when they were gaining momentum. And then there were some offensive possessions where they turned the ball over when they were driving. So I think that this game is going to be a toss-up, although that Boston College won last year. They're returning a lot. Like I mentioned, I think that Louisville was the better team in that game. And I think they're going to be a better team this year You know, all across the board. The defense improving, the offensive line improving. It's going to be a prime opportunity for the Cards to show that they can return to 2019 form where they defeated Boston College in a very close contest. The last toss-up game, and this is very controversial, is Florida State. Now, the Cards beat the Seminoles last year 48-16. to It was not a close game by any stretch of the imagination. I do think it's going to be a little closer this year. Just listen to my rationale. They are bringing in McKenzie Milton, who was a, a Heisman contender at Central Florida before he got hurt. Um, I know that coming back from a major leg injury like that is easier said than done, so obviously the health aspect is something that we have 
to focus on. But if he's able to return to anything like his former self, it's going to prove to be a lot of trouble for the Cards. They do return most of their receiving core, who is inexperienced. There's not a lot of standouts in that room. Their running back core, however, is what we need to focus on. The game, the running game was the strength of their team. The Seminoles ranked fourth in the conference in yards per carry with just over five. Uh, Jay Sean Corbin, uh, they also bring back Lawrence to a, full, to a Philly. Um, it's going to be a, a hard time stopping that offense in terms of the running game. Offensive line is bringing all five of their guys back. Um, and not to mention on that receiving core, I forgot to touch on this, um, they are bringing in Kansas transfer Andrew Parchment, who is a solid addition to that core. Defensively is where a lot of people will say that Louisville is going to beat this team again. They were dead last in the conference in sacks, um, close to it in total defense, allowed 36 points per game. And they lost some key guys like Asante Samuel Jr., who was their lockdown cornerback. However, they are bringing in reinforcements, taking advantage of the one-time transfer rule due to COVID. Uh, defensive line, they bring in South Carolina defensive tackle Keir Thomas, along with uh, Georgia defensive end Jermaine Johnson, who the cards were after. And then a defensive back, they got three guys coming in from the FBS, South Carolina safety Jamie Robinson, who had 74 tackles last season. Uh, Jarquez McClellan from Arkansas and Brandon Moore from Central Florida could see a lot of run for the Seminoles as well. So I think the defense is honestly going to be a little better than they were last season. Offensively, if McKenzie Milton is able to give you what he was able to give you before he got hurt, um, you know he could turn into a Heisman Finals because the talent is there. But we also have to give credit to Jordan, Jordan Travis. Jordan proved at the end of last season that he was starting caliber for the Knowles, and I think it's going to be a very healthy but heated quarterback duel heading through camp and into the early part of the season. So I mentioned McKenzie Milton, but if Jordan Travis were to beat him out, I think that's more indicative of how well that he has progressed in his um, overall development. So it's going to be very interesting to see the cards match off with the Knowles, who a lot of people consider as kind of a newly formed rival due to the heated games between the two. So that's why I call this a toss-up game because Florida State is bringing in some reinforcements, especially on defense where they struggled mightily. And offensively, they're returning a lot, and they're also bringing in some some possible standouts that could change the overall trajectory. That's the only reason why it's a 50-50 game, in my opinion. Um, if you made me pick, I think that Louisville wins the game when it's all said and done, but I do think it's a 50-50. And these three 50-50 games, like I mentioned, so you're looking at five and four, um, and if you were to win two out of these three games, you know, go seven and five, um, you know, the 50-50 games are what separates you from, you know, making a bowl game and having a successful season in many fans' eyes to having another lackluster season. But at the end of the day, you know, this is all just, um, this is only a hypothetical, and these are the only three games that I think are 50-50. You know, there are games that Louisville could end up losing that they shouldn't, or there are some possible games where they might pull some upsets. But regardless, I think these are the three key games that we need to circle that truly serve as 50-50 games. So we dove into the ACC slate and talked about the three games that I see the Cardinals winning for sure, the two that I think that they're going to lose for sure, and the three that are 50-50 matchups. Tomorrow we're going to dive back into the schedule. I have some fun hypothetical games like uh, picking which games to win and picking which games to lose, which sounds confusing, but once you kind of hear the rationale and the format behind it, it's going to make sense, and I think it's going to be a fun thing to listen to. Um, 
Before we get out of here, I do want to touch up on the Locked On Bets because betting on the Cardinals does not have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you like to get your podcasts. I'd like to also shout out another podcast, which is the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, which I uh, serve as a co-host with Jeremy Wallman, Sam Baisden, Joe Wallman, Sean Barber, Wes Hinton, Cody Higdon. Uh, there's a revolving set of co-hosts for each episode, but um, there's a lot of good information there, and it's a good source of comic relief while also listening about your favorite team. So go check that out at Card Sports Zone on Twitter. I also serve as, like I mentioned, a feature writer and recruiting analyst for them. You can follow me on Twitter at Defense underscore. Also be sure to check out the podcast Twitter page at LO underscore Louisville. Um, before we wrap up today's show, I do want to announce that the through the first 12 episodes of the Locked on Louisville podcast, the show is downloaded over a thousand times. So I appreciate everyone that's listening in and downloading. Uh, but that's going to wrap it up all for us today for this Wednesday edition of the show. Be sure to check on the Locked on ACC podcast to enhance your knowledge on the conference as a whole. Everyone have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow.